Please join me in the call to worship. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? I wait for the Lord, and in your word I put my hope. confident that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us join together in the prayer of confession and then take a moment to silently confess the wrong we have done. God of forgiveness, grant us your favor as we make our confession. You call us to excellence. We fall short of your confidence in us. You grant to us grace. We abuse your gift. You expect our decisions to match your desires. Our love is to be genuine in obeying your will. Yet we trust our appetites rather than rely on your goodness. We look to our comfort rather than to our neighbor's need. In Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us our sin. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us, Christ rose for us, Christ reigns in power for us, Christ prays for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare to you that all you have confessed is forgiven and forgotten. By the grace of God, you have been made new. Thanks be to God for God's gift of forgiveness. We bring before you all our concerns and all that troubles us. We place them in your faithful hands, confident of your care and everlasting presence. 
We ask this in the name of your precious son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Living God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts so that we may truly understand and understanding that we may believe and believing that we may follow in all faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Psalm 30. Hear the word of the Lord. I will extol to you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word.
Our second reading today is from Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her so that she may be well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately, aware of the power that had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing that what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they had said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him in except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. And then he put them aside, all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went inside where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talith kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this, they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How does one really start to believe? You saw us accept Allie into membership today, and one of the things that Allie had to do was write a statement of faith. She had to write what she believed, what she believed about God, what she believed about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the scriptures and our sacraments and the church. And as she was meeting with the session this morning, just so, she knew, just so the session knew how much work she had put into this statement, the statement of what she believed, I asked them to do the same thing. After about five minutes, I just told them to stop. Just stop. It's like I just because I wanted them to know how hard and how much thought Allie put into what she believed. But, you know, it came after a lot of hours talking with me, but it also came after all of her time growing up in the church, hearing the stories in the church, seeing what the church does with its family in the church as well as outside these walls. So putting all that together, Allie was able to put together what she believed. You hear in the scriptures, 
and the, the Gospel of Mark, how much this leader of the synagogue believed that Jesus could heal his daughter. He believed, he knew the stories. He knew the stories of the Old Testament. He heard the stories of Jesus healing and all that throughout his journey. So he went up to Jesus and begged Jesus, please heal my daughter. How many times do we ask God and beg God to please hear my son, please heal my daughter, please take their pain away? How many times have we prayed to God hoping that God would just be there for us? What does it take for us to believe? To believe wholeheartedly with all of our, with all of our might, with all of our soul. How do we believe that what the scriptures tell us are really true? Now, with the psalmist in Psalm 30, you hear this psalmist. Now, this psalmist could be somebody like you or me, somebody that was going through a hard time in their life, a dark time in their life, and they were praying to God. They were having that conversation with God, saying, be there for me. Yes, I feel like you have turned your face away from me, but God, I am here, and I will celebrate you, and I will praise you, and I will lift up your name. But let me feel your presence. And then God is there. God is there for that psalmist, the psalmist who wrote Psalm 30. He's there for that individual, just like God is there for us. Now, that woman that was so ill for 12 years, all she knew is that if she just touched, just touched Jesus' cloak, that she would be healed. And you know what? She was. She felt that power go through her, the power of, of Jesus, the power, that healing power that Jesus gives us. And again, with all the people around, Jesus is like, what's going on? Who's touching my clothes? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And you know, all of a sudden, this woman, out of fear and trembling, because it says it right in the scripture, fear and trembling said, it was I. I thought that if I just touched your cloak, that I would be healed. And why did she do that? Because she believed that Jesus could heal her. Again, she heard the stories, heard the stories of all the healing that he had done on his journeys. She believed with all of her heart, with all of her mind, and with all of her soul that she would be healed. And just because of that faith, because of the faith that she had in Jesus' power, Jesus says, you are healed. Jesus says, because of your faith, you were healed. Now, bringing that in today's world, you know, it's very hard because we always want to fix things on our own. We want to do everything possible that we can do on our own. We don't always just lift everything up to God. That's what God is asking us to do. Let go, let God. God has broad shoulders. God has shoulders that will take on all of our burdens. Now, a week ago, we started praying for a, a friend of mine's son, who after surgery got a, a blood infection. And we prayed, we play, prayed as a community. There's no doubt in my mind we prayed when we left this building as well for those that we prayed for during the day, during the prayers of concerns. We prayed. And that power of prayer has allowed this gentleman, this son, to start to get better. 
Now that's not saying we're taking the credit away from the doctors or those who, who invented the antibiotics. But what I'm saying is that that prayer gave, that prayer gave Jamie something to look forward to, gave that parent something to hold on to, that power of prayer. Because we didn't just pray that, that Jamie would get better, we also prayed that the doctors would know what to do, that the nurses would know what to do, that they knew what type of antibiotics needed to, to, to be administered. And they used the gifts that God gave them and did just that. And he is now getting better. How do you believe wholeheartedly we hear story after story after story, parable after parable, healing after healing in the scriptures. And yet sometimes we still question, what will it take for us to believe with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul? Do we literally need to touch the cloak of Jesus? Is that what we really need? Are the stories not enough? Is God's word written on these pages not enough? I will be the first one to say, when I was younger, yeah, I probably thought the same thing. Yeah, they're not enough. I love the stories, but you know, maybe not enough. And then something changed within me. Now that wasn't, now when I was a kid, I went to Sunday school every Sunday. My parents took me to church and all that kind of stuff. I was a faithful kid. I had faith. But if you ask me if I believed with every ounce of my being, everything that was being preached to me or everything that was being read to me, I would say, yeah, that's a good story. Again, I was a kid. And Allie was the same way. Allie was the same way because she believed in some of the stories. She thought, oh, they're good stories to listen to. But it really took a conversation to really understand what she believed. And it wasn't something that just came off that particular day. It was something that grew and is continually growing within her, that faith, that faith journey. I remember, I'm going to pick on Logan a little bit here. I remember when Charlie and Bob were being accepted as members into this church. And he stood there at the session meeting. And I remember what I loved that day. Because you wanted to be a member of that as well, with every ounce, exactly. And then there was a day when you were baptized. And I still get choked up over that. Because it was at that point I knew that Logan believed with every ounce of his being that, that Jesus was a part of his life and that he wanted to give back to that and he wanted to share that. That touched my heart. He made me believe even more. How do we believe? We believe because we believe through each other. We hear the stories of Jesus' healing, but we also see them. 
We see the tears of joy because somebody wants to be baptized and they know exactly what they, that means and they want to be part of that community. We believe because we share our beliefs, our stories, our loves, and our concerns with each other. We believe because God has shown us every day what it means to be a child of God. We believe, I believe, because of each and every one of you and what you have given to me. Amen and amen.
we leave this place, trust your heart. Trust that God is there for you. Trust that God is there for you every moment of your life. And may the shalom of God, the love and compassion of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all.